BNT Talk College Sports. Welcome to BNT Talk Sports. I'm your host, T. I'm here with our other host, B. What's up, Ben? Not much. How are we doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking forward to college football, and I'm excited to do this episode. I've been watching a ton of highlights just because there's not a ton going on in sports right now, and so I'm super excited to – just talking about football just makes me excited about football. So I'm excited to preview the Big 12. And yeah, yeah. I'm excited too. I think this one, the Pac-12, like I think the top of the conference of the Pac-12 is better than the top of the Big 12. Like the first five teams in the Pac-12, I believe are, are better than the top five in the Big 12. But the Big 12 is so deep, and I think we could see it go in a thousand different directions. So I think previewing this is going to be fun, and I think our rankings are going to be far different than from each other than they were in the Pac-12. Like The Pac-12 was like, we, we generally had the same teams in the same places. I think we'll be way off with, with what we have in with, comparison to each other. With the Pac-12, there's definitely tiers. Yeah. This is like... Two through ten could be like anybody. You know? Seriously. So. Um, also, also, I just want to say shout out to Trey Julian. He made our graphic. He made our, our new cover for BNT. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, Trey. He's longtime fan of. And teammate. And, and teammate. Real basketball teammate. Real basketball teammate. Um, well, fellow my, watcher of Hard Knocks. Yes, yes, he does watch Hard Knocks, as does his wife. His yeah. fellow, fellow Hard Knocks. Shout out watcher. Trey's wife, Anna. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I met her a couple times, but forgot her name. So shout out Anna. I, I'm sure she's the true inspiration behind the the Hard Knocks love and the graphic and the gra- and all of it. I think anything good that Trey does is only attributed to Anna. I think that's fair. <laughs> We're just messing, Trey, but we love you, man. Thanks for making yeah. the graphic. Thanks, Be Trey. sure to hit him up for any of your graphic taking needs. Yeah. Except uh, you guys, we didn't pay him. You guys need to pay him. Yes, no, he needs to be paid. No free ads. Not by us. Yeah. By, by someone. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I just wanted that. That was on my uh, to-do list um, for this episode because our new rebrand of B&T Talk College Sports obviously came not only with new things to talk about from an audio standpoint, but uh, a visual. visual. I'm a visual learner. I'm a visual learner. So that's important. And he was very willing, and and we love it. Me and Ben, we think it's awesome. So thanks again, Trey. So we'll we'll, we'll dive right into Big 12 football preview 2023. And then – Cue like dun dun or dun dun, like some kind of maybe we can edit that in, anyways. <laughs> um, see, with the Pac 12, there was tiers of teams, yeah. There was a very obvious top tier and a very obvious low tier, bottom tier, and then the teams that weren't in those were just in the middle tier, yeah. I think there are tiers, but I think it's a lot closer together than one might think. Um, BYU's in the Big 12. 
we'll obviously talk a little bit about BYU, but we'll do a more thorough show episode probably as it gets closer to the season with them, but we'll still mention BYU. They'll be treated as the same. They will get no preferential treatment in the amount or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're just going to blend in with everybody else. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna talk about maybe some potential players to watch out for. I'm definitely going to bring up schedules, the schedule and games, the circle yeah. for these teams. And then we'll do our rankings, our individual rankings, me and Ben here at the end. Um, order-wise, do we want to do the order based off of, you know, I mean, our rankings are individualized and we are not um, – you know, cherry picking from anyone, but should we just go from from top to bottom of the Athlon rankings? Sure, we can just, go top just bottom. To, just to discuss. Number one, according to Athlon, Athlon writers, I don't know who wrote it, but the Athlon Texas Longhorns, yeah. which isn't too surprising. No, it's not. But I I am a little bit surprised. People think they're like Goliath or like they're going to be very hard to beat. I don't I think they will be a tough team to beat, but I don't see them Are they a top 10 team? Like I don't think so. I think so. You do think so? Yeah, but like at the same time though, I'm willing to admit that maybe I'm just flat out wrong because you know, it's always sort of their year. But this feels like their year. I know they're missing B. John Robinson. Um but I, I this is pending on I think Quinn Ewers is gonna be like a Heisman candidate. Mm. I, I like I am expecting him to have a big leap which is why I have them high and think they're a top 10 team, potentially. That, they, they have Xavier Worthy. Um, Sarkeesian is killing it on the recruiting trail, which doesn't mean everything, but it means something. Um, I just think, I think their season got derailed when Quinn Ewers got hurt against Alabama last year, where they're putting up a great fight against not the best Alabama team in the world, but still a really darn good one. They so, argu- I, arguably yeah. would have won if Ewers yeah, was healthy I, I think that they, game. I think, I think they probably win if, if Ewers doesn't get I mean, heck, they almost won without him. Like, with him Hudson Card isn't a bad backup, you know, so he did all right. But Ewers is a better quarterback. Well, that's a, yeah, it's also a tough task, though. All right, yeah, go sure. in, go in, champ. Yeah. Come on, squirt. Go yeah. in. It's Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's still fine, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I like this Texas team a lot. I think they're going to be really good. They return all all of their offensive line, too. And I believe that – oh, I was going to – I think there's another team in the Big 12 that brings back all their offensive line, uh, but it might have been Texas. Um, I thought there was another team, but it might just there might be There might be. Uh, yeah, but I think what I'm saying, uh, what I meant to say is that Texas was the one I was thinking of. Okay. Um, but that was like my player to watch out for is the offensive line. I'm sorry, I don't know the names of the offensive linemen for Texas. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's that's just how it works. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously, Ewers they have a tight end Jatavian Jatavion. 
I believe is his name. Yeah, Jatavion Sanders. Sanders, that's getting a lot of hype. Um, I I love tight ends. I like I just love tight ends with a lot of hype. Um, I've been watching a lot of older school football, and so maybe I'm just on a recency bias for tight ends. So 54 receptions, 613 yards, five touchdowns as a true freshman. As a freshman. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't really get that much better for a freshman. No, you can't. Playing for Texas. Um, I also like, um, he didn't play much last year. I He should, ooh, is he on the team? This would be embarrassing. Aji Hall. He, uh, he played very well in Alabama's national championship game. He may not be on the roster anymore. There's something weird going on there. But if he plays for them, he's going to be really good. Uh, he got suspended last year for criminal charges. Um, but he was really, really good. He seemed like he was one of those next-up kind of guys for Bama, but decided to transfer out. They also had a transfer. Um, you keep talking about that. A Jaleel Billingsley. I don't know if he's still there. Oh, he is no longer with Texas team. Okay. I think both the people that I mentioned that I liked are not on the team. So that's yeah, but, a tough look for me. But you know who is? Arch Manning. Arch Manning will, is will on we, team. Will we see some Arch Manning this year? We won't. Um, well, what, injury? Maybe Quinn Ewers I don't just think, has a I really bad year? I'm manifesting. Can I manifest okay. it? No, no, no. I love Arch Manning. I'm an, I'm an Arch Manning believer. Uh, seems like a good guy. I would love for him to uh, to play, but it's not going to happen. And if he is playing, it's probably because things are not going well. Yeah, well, I still want Arch Manning to play. So, um, but, yeah, I'm like taking a look at their schedule. I mean, obviously the, the biggest, um, biggest game – I look at week two. They go to Tuscaloosa, yep. play Alabama. Yep. Um, that I think that will very much set the tone for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not going to say that's the game to watch out for because if Texas like gets killed by Alabama, even that's not going to be very shocking to anyone. They're going to go into yeah. that game with nothing to lose. I, so I don't think it'll. I think if they win, yeah, if they win, obviously that's huge. If they lose, if they get trampled by, like, 30 points, they lose, like, 35 to, like, 14 kind of deal. Like, I don't, it's not ideal, but yeah. it's, I don't think, like, I th- still think they could potentially, like, win the rest of those games. On yeah, their this is not a Bama podcast, but, like, I I don't know if Bama can score 35 on I don't I am well, not we'll get into that once the SEC yes, comes yeah. around. I like this will be a trend setting game for them. I think if they lose big, that is a a big problem. That's all I'm saying, because I don't think this how, is the how, same how, how much is big? How much is big? Uh twenty points? Oh yeah. Twenty points? Yeah. But if, like like three possessions. Okay. That's fair. Uh, over over fourteen. Dang, I don't think a, they will. All right. And I'd be very disappointed in Texas. So let's move on from here. Um, we'll do 
Oklahoma? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do Oklahoma. All right. My boy Dylan Gabriels is winning the Heisman. You think Quinn Ewers is going to have a Heisman-type season? I think my boy Dylan Gabriels will. Um, I actually do – I actually do like Dylan Gabriels and having a good season. Uh, I think – Oklahoma leading up to that Texas game could be five and zero very easily. Uh, I believe uh, I don't know who that first game is against, but SMU, Tulsa, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Oklahoma has plenty of time to find their rhythm. At least, yeah, they shouldn't lose any of those. Games. They shouldn't lose any of those games. Their biggest question mark is definitely the defense and. Can they get that figured out, uh, at least before that Texas game? Yeah, I think I'm very skeptical about the defense and Brent Venables as a whole, uh, mainly from the reason of, like, you know, the the defense of Brent Venables is, like, you got to give time, to which if you're Oklahoma, you don't need time to make your defense good. You can just get a whole more. Yeah, I, I do think, like, a year. Like, last year was his first year, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, you 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 know you know what to expect as far as, like, yeah. you're not being thrown any curveballs as a defensive coordinator. They need to be really good. Yeah. Like, I, they need to be. I like it when Oklahoma is top 25. Yeah. I, so, I, I mean, football, football's better when them – the Big 12 is better when the two of them are, are relevant. Yeah. Two of them Texas and, and Oklahoma. Texas and Oklahoma, yeah. for sure. Because the Red River rivalry game last year actually was not fun. No. It was just... In the opposite direction of when it what it usually is. The year before, it was very fun. Uh, yes. That's when um, Caleb Williams came in for Spencer Rattler and brought him back. But as we both know... We're talking about South Carolina's quarterback and USC's quarterback with USC's coach, with USC's defense coordinator. Way different team now. Um, especially if if Venables got the excuse before of being able to quote-unquote bring in his guys, that excuse is now sort of over. Yeah, this will be... They have to be good now. Make it or break it, which yeah. it looks like at least the, the first half of the season... Yeah. They should be able to. Uh, yeah, I think so too. It's just how things go down the stretch yeah. that I think will be a real indicator. But yeah, it really comes down to that defense. Yeah. Anything uh, else? Um, obviously, I, I think the player to watch out for, if he can stay healthy, I really think Dylan Gabriels can be one of the best quarterbacks in the Big 12. Um, him and Ewers will be highlighting that. Um, Wait, is his name Gabriels or Gabriels? Dylan Gabriels. I want to say it's with an S. No, it's not actually. Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel. Well, everyone knows who I'm talking about. So, unless there's people out there that are just majorly offended or confused. Um, So, I, I think he has a lot of potential if he can stay healthy. Again, the exact same goes for viewers. So, Hopefully they are both healthy and both very relevant uh, that first weekend in October. 
during the Red River rivalry game. Uh, my, I'm kind of for Oklahoma. The game that's probably the that's probably the game I'm circling um, is that Texas game because no one in their non-conference is very threatening. SMU will not be all that great. Um, don't know enough about Tulsa, but they have not been very relevant these past few years. Um, normally Tulsa can put together a pretty decent football team, but um, but that Texas game, right after it, they have a bye. I think you're okay if you're Oklahoma if you lose, but you have to lose competitively. I agree. Uh, if it's another blowout like last year, mm-hmm. and granted, last year was injuries and yeah. slash a combination of injuries plus Texas was the better team. I don't think the score would properly indicate those, like both those teams at full strength last year. But obviously, that's the biggest game. I'm sure Oklahoma has that circled as their biggest game or two this year. The back half is not very threatening either. Um, we have Kansas and Oklahoma State and BYU on the road, um, which will be new territory for Oklahoma there. But really the only teams that scare me if I'm Oklahoma is, is TCU. And are they going to be the same team as last year? I think they'll be good, but I don't think they're going to be quite to that caliber. And Oklahoma State – uh, in Bedlam, UCF, Kansas is – we'll talk more about Kansas. They could be the best in the Big 12 or they could just beat Kansas. So that's why I'm circling Texas, uh, that Texas game on October 7th. Yeah. I think that's that's what I have. I think we've covered Oklahoma pretty well. Yeah. We're going to Kansas State now. K-State. Um, I think Kansas State should be very competitive in the Big 12 again. Uh, bringing back their quarterback, Will Howard, and it looks like they're bringing back um, a really strong offensive line. The question is going to be the defense. The entire defense seems to be a question, uh, but the offense should be really good. Um, I'm definitely a believer in their coach, Chris Kleiman. Like, he's done a great job since he's been there. Kansas State's a sneaky good program. You're going to be losing Deuce Vaughn, but... You should be able to find some offense there. Um, I like their coaching staff. Coaching staff and quarterback is a big thing, and offensive line as well. If you've got those things in place, the rest tends to – you'll at least be pretty good. So I like Kansas State. They're going to be good. I'll take a look at their schedule as well. Yeah, my my biggest thing is defense always is going to be a question, and especially with Kansas State – I feel like they relied so heavily on Deuce Vaughn last year that will they be able to find someone to, to replicate Deuce Vaughn, which I think the answer is no, but because Deuce Vaughn was a beast. So if you can at least get half of that, I think you're in good shape. Yeah. But half of Deuce Vaughn is still – that's still a lot to ask. So, yeah. Um, my the the game again non conference is not very threatening. They do play Missouri, uh, but Missouri has not been relevant as a football program since two thousand seven. Yeah. Same with Kansas. To be honest, I guess up until last year, uh, when those two were going at it for the Big Twelve championship, which 
Wow. Um, yeah. I also don't I don't love the fact that they have a bye week for after four games because then you have a hard like back end of the season with eight games like that. Um, but if I'm Kansas State, I I think the biggest game on the calendar is going to be that is at Oklahoma State right after that bye week. I think they'll be 4-0. And if they can win in Bedlam, the rest of those games are winnable except one. They play at Texas. I wouldn't expect them to win. I guess it's winnable for Kansas State. Yeah. But if they lost, like, I'm expecting that to be a loss. But Oklahoma State, very much, that's just a tough place to play. Yeah. And Oklahoma State, I know they don't have Sanders. Um, Sanders transferred to Ole Miss. Ole Miss, that's right. I was going to say Mississippi State, but uh, but they always just have a slinger at quarterback. Just someone who can just throw the ball. Um I'm excited for Oklahoma State, but that that game I think will very much be the toughest game. TCU they have TCU at home, but again you have home field advantage. Uh, but Kansas State will be weird this year. I think they could very much go 11 and one, 10 and two. It's very possible, and this goes for like every team in the Big 12. <laughs> or they could go four and eight, and honestly, if they went four and eight, that would not surprise me. State. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if they went for an eight, I, I, I would be shocked. I, I wouldn't be super shocked. I feel like, again, I just feel like they relied way too much on Deuce Vaughn last year, and that's just a lot to ask. But that's just me. Any games you're looking at? Uh, not especially. Just the normal, you know, Big 12 games, especially at Texas Tech, I think that's a tough one. Texas Tech's going to have a good team. I think that a lot of the games that they have that are tougher are on the road, so that's going to be hard um, and a good um, a good test, yeah. really. So, yeah. Want to move on? Let's move on. Let's do it. Orange Frogs at TCU. What are you thinking, Ben? Um, I think this team, I don't think they're going to be bad, but I think they're going to come down to earth. I think everyone expects it. I bet TCU probably expects it themselves, uh, really, because, um, you know, you have Sonny Dykes, who I think is a fantastic coach, but you're losing Max Duggan. Uh, You're losing um, Quinton Johnston. You're uh, Kendra Miller as well. And so they're going to have Chandler Morris as their quarterback, who is the uh, son of Chad Morris, who was a former offensive coordinator at Clemson. Uh, they have a new offensive coordinator this year because Garrett Riley, uh, brother of Lincoln Riley, ended up leaving and taking the offensive coordinator job at Clemson. So they're replacing a lot. I think that's going to be hard for them to overcome. Their defense should be pretty good because they return a lot there. So I think they kind of project as like a pretty good team, but it's going to feel like a major drop off from last year just because of how well they did last year. But yeah, I expect them to drop off a lot, and that doesn't mean they're bad. 
You know what I mean? I I agree with you. Are they the fourth best team in the Big Twelve? I think that's a Maybe. good spot. That's, yeah, they're 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 three through six. I think so. I don't think yeah. they're I don't yeah. think they're a top team, but they're a top half. Agreed. Kind of team. Yeah. Um Again, I feel like TCU could very easily be eight and zero, seven and one, leading up to their bye week. Oh. Um, worst case scenario, they're six and two. Yeah. Uh, but those final four games, they have Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma. It's pretty they, brutal. Yeah, they could they could go zero and four, one and three in those yeah. games. I think um, the beginning of their schedule sets up for them to be good, to be in a good place. I could see it completely un or them coming down to earth. I could see like talk of oh maybe they're the same team blah 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 blah, and then just like they lose their last four games. No, that's very possible. Well, and yeah, that's that's exactly what I think will happen. I yeah. think TCU will be eight and four. Yeah. I think they'll be 8-4, and four and they'll literally lose the last four games of the season. Yeah. Um, with – and, I mean, you play BYU, which is an old-school rivalry. I'm very much looking forward to that game. Yeah. I think TCU wins, but I think BYU is going to give them a good game. I think it's a tight game, and I think it's going to look – you know, we don't have to get into the BYU aspect, but I think BYU will almost win and we'll be super excited about it, and it won't actually mean that much, even though they're like 6-0 and at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see that happening. Right. So so, so you have that, and then next, then you have Kansas State in Manhattan, Kansas, yeah. that is. I don't think they win that. Yeah, I think they – I think because to that point they're 7-0, and and – that's going to be a big – I think TCU is going to want revenge on Kansas State um, because not that it ultimately costed them to their, – their, it costed their playoff berth, but uh, it was a close game over time. Kansas State squeaked, squeaked it out. I think TCU will be hungry, and I think up until that point, they're going to be way too high on emotions and – Way on top of the world, and you said it perfectly. They're going to be very much grounded um, those final four games of the season. So, yeah, um, and that's not even that's not even a negative against them. It's this is a, just life as a non-Georgia Alabama. No, seriously, you know that's, no, just, well, that's just what it is. It's just so a very like, brutal back half or back third of the season, and TCU. Very much exceeded everybody's expectations. Like it was yeah. surprising how well they did, yeah. uh, and it, that's just hard to replicate. And like you said, losing Duggan, losing Q Johnson, it, it's just hard. It's just hard. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we can we can move on to is it Texas Tech? Texas Tech. Now this team. I, I, I admittedly did not watch a ton of Texas Tech last year, but the more I kind of study up on them, the more scared I get. Of them? Of Texas Tech. I agree. I, I am scared I just of think, Texas Tech. I just think, like, if you have the quarterback and you have the right coach, that's, like, over 50% of it for me. 
And I really like Joey McGuire. I think they got the right coach there. And Tyler Shoe, Shall or Show or something. Show, yeah. you know, something like that. He was an Oregon transfer, I believe, from a couple of years ago. He's experienced and he was pretty good. They're going Texas Tech is going to be what Texas like a good version of what Texas Tech is, which is they will play no defense. Like that won't happen. Um, it seems like their offensive line they're going to have to replace a lot. It's just going to be like a good offensive mind um, that they have there at Texas Tech, uh, being able to help a show sort of pop off. I'm not sure if Joey McGuire is a offensive or defensive guy. I'm going to look into that right now. Uh, but either way, I think he's a good coach. Um, it looks like he's maybe more of a defensive guy. Yeah, he's more of a defensive guy, which I think helps in the Big 12 because in the Big 12 – it feels like you're going to be able to bring in good offensive coaches and have good offenses. And if you can have uh, Joey McGuire help up the defense to be at least better, at least okay, they should have they should be in the top half of the twelve. They they definitely will be. Um, I I have them. I have them above TCU for me. I think. So do I. I I, I think. Like the better, their their schedule. They play. They have a home game against Oregon, which is huge. It's not in Eugene. It's not at Austin Stadium. Can I say something about that? Yeah, they're gonna win. Texas Tech. I think they're gonna win that game. And let's just say they lose. That's like that's like my lock of the. That's the one I want. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if they lose. Are you calling your locks? Your, no, I'm just throwing that out there. Like, even if you were to choose that, I just want it on the record that I think they're going to win, along with Texas being Alabama. Those are my two that I'm like, have on the record. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I was just going to say, yeah. let, let's just say that's a loss. Yeah, sure. I still, they also, similarly to TCU, they have four, they have their bye week and then four games left. So, eight games, two months nonstop playing, bye week back half I think Texas Tech say they lose they're they could be seven and one or six and two yeah uh Baylor will be tough Kansas State will be tough bias I'm biased right I think BYU will be a tough game for them it's uh, at BYU it's at BYU yeah, I get I, it's just hard to play in Provo unless Tuiaki's coaching your defense then anyone can win um yeah. But, and then it's still hard because and, it's in pro. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but, again, that back half is pretty brutal. It's it not is. as brutal. TCU has it harder. Yeah. Um, I think Texas Tech is good enough to, to win some of those games. Not all of them, but some of them. I think I think they go one and three or two and two. Yeah. So For sure. I think they go nine and three this year, and they – I don't know if they'll be playing in the Big 12 championship, but they very much set themselves up for the next couple of years. I think they'll be in the conversation. Oh, yeah. They'll definitely be in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, if I, I were agree. to bet the house on it, I, I would definitely say that. But, yeah, yeah but that Oregon game is going to be fun. Yeah, I agree. I think we've, we've covered them pretty well. We want to move on to Kansas now. Kansas Jayhawks. This is a fun one. I have um, no idea what to think of Kansas. 
Um, I love Jalen Daniels. If he can stay healthy, he's really good. I think Lance Leipold is a really good coach. Like, really, really, really good. Um, they've got a good running what, back. What, what makes him really good to you? He won at Kansas. <laughs> that is fair. Um, <laughs> so, he, but, he made a bowl at Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want more, like, I want you to elaborate more, though. Okay. Like, then, the, well, because there's coaches that win that may, might not be good. Like uh, they don't, they're not coaching Kansas though. What's well, uh, let, let me the coach at Illinois. What's his name? Billima. Billima. That's Bilma. it. Illinois had a really good year last year, and they won a good amount of games at Illinois. It's not quite Kansas, I know that. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not a huge Billima fan. You understand what I'm getting at? Even though he did win some games. Yeah. Is is there anything you like about? Is Kansas coach, apart from the facts that, they, yeah, they went five and zero. Saying they went five and zero, and then I think they went one and six after that. Yeah, I liked that they almost beat Oklahoma his first season there. Like I'm not a specific. I know Lance Leipold. He also he was like before they got him at Kansas. He was coaching at like a Division two school in Wisconsin. Um, and won national championships there. He was just like the Bill Belichick, Nick Saban of like D2 Midwest football. I just think he's a total under, like underground hire. I think he's someone who's got people in Kansas interested about their football team and interested, uh, athletes interested in coming to Kansas. There seems to be a culture shift there. Uh, being able to almost beat Oklahoma his first year there, I believe it was his first year. And then being able to step up and make a bowl game, even though they started out hot and tailed off towards the end. I think that, you know, if we're looking at the trajectory that they're on, it's for them to take a step further. Uh, So that's that's sort of why I like him. Like, I don't think I can't give you a specific like this X's and O's reason is why I like Lance Leipold. I just see where his program's out, the players that he has returning and see just the trajectory that he's going on. And I just like it. No, that's no, I, that's that's X's and that was enough for me. Yeah, seeing like a and, culture I, change. And I'm rooting for him. I, I, like I want Kansas football to be good. That's cool. Because you think Kansas and us, they're a basketball. They seem homeless. The, not homeless. Hopeless. Bat football wise. Yeah, it it was always very very sad. It's very grim. Yeah, uh, but la- last year was definitely a spark that they needed. And again, like. Yeah, I was rooting for Kansas football. And yeah. I think a lot of people are. Um, got a good running back. They've got what looks like a somewhat solid defense, um, especially in the back seven, it looks like. They return most of their players there, most of their production there. I think the question, though, is going to be, like, what do they look at, look like up front, defensive line-wise? Because, I mean, if they're they don't bring back anyone there, but in if they just get run over by like Texas or Kansas State, that could be an issue. Um, but if there's just one position group that seems like an issue and you feel good everywhere else, I think that's a good team. Yeah, and their their schedule is very favoring. Um, yeah, they are going to have a tough time on the road, except for one game. 
they play at? In Ames, Iowa, against Iowa State? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I think about that. We'll get to I, that. I was – but I – I, I expect Kansas to win that, but I think they should win most of their home games. Yeah, and lose most of their games on the road. I think yeah. they'll be seven and five, six and six esque. Mm-hmm. I think they are a step in the right direction, but I don't think it'll be a major jump from last year because last year in and of itself was a major jump. I think they'll. I think that's kind of the expectation now is bowl game. Yeah. Like we we have to be in the conversation for making a bowl game. I think five, six, seven wins. Yeah, as a program, I think it's that. I think Jalen Daniels. Uh, I know they have a good running back. I should know his name. I apologize to the listeners for not knowing his name. Um, just being able, like, I think they're going to have their. I think they're excited and hoping for something a little better. But I think if they were to go 7-5, and five, I don't think that would just by no means be a failure. If Kansas were to be like a 6-8 to eight win program, like that would be a massive success. And Leipold would be like the best thing that ever happened to Kansas football if they were able to do that. Are you referring to Highshaw? Like, yeah. Well, he's like, he was like given like preseason Big 12 honors. Yeah, I think Highshaw. Yeah, Daniel Highshaw. I, I believe that that is who I am referring to. Like I have not watched him play. I've just heard that he's good, and have just seen things about him on Twitter and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah. Uh, as a BYU fan, I am scared of that game, uh, but I think that will be. That will be a big indicator. I'm all about setting the tone in case the listeners or even you, Ben, haven't noticed. What does certain games mean as far as big-time big, t- big time games, like games of circle? If I'm Kansas, that BYU game is huge. Yeah, I think that's going to be the first Big 12 game of the season. It's going to be BYU's first Big 12 game. BYU's going to come in juiced up. Either from what well, because they're just first game in the Big Twelve, yeah. they're gonna be juiced up from a really hype win over Arkansas that week before, or they're gonna be hungry for a win after getting embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Kansas will definitely have to step up. That's gonna be the BYU best team. Will have to too. BYU also. It's one of those games where it's like you look at it from both sides and go like they're gonna to need to bring their A game. Yeah, I look at Kansas and they go. I think that's Montana State, mm-hmm. and then or Montana or something. Illinois and Nevada. Then BYU. BYU is gonna be the best team they play up until that point. I am an Illinois hater, um, and but we'll get into that once <laughs> once we talk Big Ten. Uh, BYU at least has another test. Like they have Arkansas that week before. Yeah. So they'll at least be tested more. Uh, so they, I think they'll be more prepared to play Kansas than Kansas will be to play BYU. But that, that could mean anything as far as results. But that's the game I'm circling. If I'm a Kansas Jayhawk fan, I think that BYU game is huge. So right there on the 23rd of hey, your birthday. Yeah. Ben's birthday. 
maybe BYU would win. But uh, we can move on from Kansas. to Is it Baylor next? Right on this list, it is. It is Baylor. Um, this one uh, is a wild card for me, and what I'm gonna say is, it seems like they they're gonna have a good run game. Um, Blake Shapin is the quarterback again. The offensive line is pretty depleted for them. Uh, they still have Jeff Grimes former BYU offensive coordinator as their OC, along with Eric Mateos as their offensive line coach, former BYU offensive line coach. Uh, the big thing with them is going to be um, their offensive line. I'm not worried about their defense at all, no matter who's on that defense, because Dave Miranda is a fantastic coach, and he's going to have that defense ready to play. The real question is, can Grimes and Mateos get that that offensive line going and Blake Shapin going. Uh, Blake Shapin is going to be, that's going to be a big, he's massive in where this thing goes. And I think they're going to be an above average big 12 team this year, purely just because I think Dave Aranda is that good of a coach that even if Shapin's not that good and their offensive line isn't that good, they're going to find ways to win some games, not against the best teams in the big 12, but I think they could beat the bad ones and then just do like like beat who they beat the teams that aren't as good, lose the teams that are better by playing good defense, running the ball. I just I just really trust Dave Aranda a lot. I I very much agree with everything you say. I love Dave Aranda. I really like Jeff Grimes, like you said, former BYU yeah. guy. Blake Shapin, I'm kind of iffy about. Yeah. I love the defense. Baylor's like the like the rebellious child in the sense of they're just not like any other Big 12 team. It's like they're more like a Big 10 team. Like good defense. Yeah. More power, kind of like yeah. let's not rely a ton on our quarterback, but we got good a good run game. Um yeah, Blake Shapin is you, you yeah, you say the best. He he's huge. He's huge. Um I, I just don't trust him enough to no. see them making a push for the championship. I agree. But I think they're like a number four or five team. I think they could have been a dark horse team for me in the Big Twelve if if they had some transfer quarterback. Or someone else. I don't know if they were better than Blake Shapin, but the the fact that you're just telling me that Blake Shapin is their quarterback, he doesn't stink. He's not bad. But it's just sort of like there just feels like there could be a ceiling there. Maybe that's raised. They find a way, like his second year starting, they find a way to elevate him in his game. But if he's the same thing, uh, it it's tough seeing them win more than like eight games. With If... Baylor landed like Drew Pine, for example. Yeah. From Notre Dame. It just that, seems like a better version of Blake Shapin. Yeah. Like, uh, that's exactly what I. <laughs> that's, I actually think that's a pretty good comparison in the sense of. Yeah. Just a better quarterback. Just a dude who's not going to screw up. Yeah. More conservative, but will make really good throws yeah. and will we'll make plays. Yeah. I don't see Blake Shapin as a playmaker, I see him as a no. system quarterback. Yeah. He'll make r- the right throws. 
But and I'm not even sure if he's done that. They just need him to be that. They'll be pretty good if he does that. Yeah. If he just minimizes mistakes, and it's just okay. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, they play Utah at home. Uh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. That'll I expect I expect Utah to win that. Yeah. Uh, at Baylor though makes that very intriguing. It does. But Utah fans travel very well. Yeah. Um, but I think Baylor's the type of fan base to show up to their own place, though. That that is also so. True. Like I think I think there is a legit, um, you know, home court advantage there or home field advantage. That that'll be a really good game. It, it wouldn't be as exciting to me if it were at Utah, but the fact that it's at Baylor, like that, that could be a very competitive yeah. game. I. I I'm the game I'm circling. They play at Kansas State uh, late in the season. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if if they win that game. Then it's then it's like they're at least in the conversation. Like not not like a legitimate conversation, but it's like a yeah. oh, technically Baylor could play in the Big Twelve Championship if they win that game. It would t- and it would take like a lot of moving pieces yeah. for them to do that, but like the if there's a five win tie, they yeah, win in by I could totally see a scenario like, like that. But they would have to win that game. I, I could I, see them. I could see them being in a spot where they like win a lot of games, but like they don't seem very good, and like, everyone thinks they're not good. But then like that last week, it's like ooh, they could make the Big Twelve championship game, and everyone's like, what? Really? Yeah, but it's I like, didn't think they were good. Yeah. I can see them giving those vibes. But it's like, well, we've been saying all along. Yeah. Uh, I think almost like TCU last year, where TCU just um, was just able to win. In fact, and I know Baylor's going to be hungry because Baylor should have beaten TCU last year. TCU had that last second field goal. You're right. Yeah, um, that that helps keep TCU undefeated. So. Kansas State, TCU, back-to-back uh, games there in November. Uh, that that should be that should be fun. Baylor will be all these teams will be, but Baylor especially, I think, will be interesting. Yeah. So move on from Baylor. Yeah, we go to Oklahoma State now. OK State. They're interesting too. Um, this is a guy. This is a team that. Like, I just think they're going to be decent as long as Mike Gunn is there. Um, I I love the air raid type offense that they play. And Stillwater is a tough place to play as well. Um, they're they're, they're going to be pretty good, I think. The question is, they've had Spencer Sanders sort of as their, like, anchoring force at quarterback. He's not – wasn't fantastic, but – you didn't really know what you were getting with him. I think this year there seems to be like a quarterback battle between um, a transfer, Alan Bowman is his name, who I think was the backup to J.J. McCarthy at Michigan, and he was previously a quarterback at Texas Tech. Um, either him or a true freshman, I just feel confident that Mike Gundy's going to get something out of whoever his quarterback is and whoever is on his offense the question with them a lot of the time is the defense. Um, except for a couple years ago, they had a fantastic defense with like Malcolm Rodriguez, and um, I already forgot their defense coordinator's name, but he's the defense coordinator at Ohio State now. 
Um, can their defense be good? I, I, I just sort of think this is maybe like a 7-5 and five team. Um, I think they may not be fantastic, but they might be pretty good. What's your read on Oklahoma State? I think they will win. I think they will win all of their home games, which is saying a lot because they played Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, BYU, Cincinnati. Wait, how many home games? They have seven home games. How does that work? Uh, I think, I mean, most Power 5 teams host seven games. I always just thought it was six and six. It usually if you're if you're like a big top if you're a bigger team, uh, you usually oh uh, yeah sorry we're we're fans of not power programs. Um, I mean, like I'm pretty sure BYU has seven. I'll check, but keep talking. Uh, I was just gonna say, Oklahoma State. I think will win games that they're not supposed to win, and they will lose games they're not supposed to lose. Like I would not be surprised. If Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, but then loses that next week to UCF, like that—that's just uh, you know you brought up was it Bowman and uh, they have a freshman quarterback too. They're, they still don't know who's going to be their quarterback, yeah. or or they just haven't announced it. There's three guys competing. They're they have a new defense. Um, yeah, I think they will be 7-5, like you say. Yeah. They'll probably win one game on the road. And I think they will win all their games. I'll, I'll say I'll just say they'll lose one at home, but I think they'll be one of the teams really, really good at home and really bad on the road. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of moving pieces going on there right now. Mike Gundy is a great coach. Uh but that's, I think he's not that good of a coach to be able to put together a team with all the stuff that's going on. Quarterback issues, replacing new players issues, new coach, new defense. Like new, I think they're running a new, totally different scheme defensively. So that's just hard. It's just hard. And uh, it's yeah, not a knock on Gundy, but it's just uh I don't, I don't think there's a lot of coaches that could do yeah, that. Yeah, especially because he's not a defensive guy. Yeah. So, you know, I trust that the offense will be good for them. Um, yeah, it's really about that defense. And and I think seven games at home is a – just to answer my own question that no one else cares about. Mm. Me and you. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, some teams play like six or seven. I think the fact that conferences are having more conference games has made it so there's more that are played six. Oh, anyway, um, anyway, ready to move on to our first new Big Twelve team. Ooh, UCF. This is a team that like I forgot about the fact that they're good. Like, I kind of was like, eh, I don't know. Like, are they really better than BYU? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, John Rise Plumley uh, was a guy who did really well for them last year. Gus Malzahn is a good fit at UCF, I think. He, you know, not as much at, like, Auburn, I think. Um, 
This team, ooh, running back R.J. Harvey. That's intriguing. Um, anyway, go on. I need to find something about R.J. Harvey. No, UCF is kind of similar to Texas Tech for me, where I I don't know what to expect, but I'm I'm scared. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That'd be good. Yeah, I, I I've learned to not call them Central Florida. Their fans will get very mad. Yeah, I saw that. I don't. I don't quite understand it. Also, I did, like you got to understand that when you get really mad about something like that. Like, I did not care. I don't have anything against UCF fans, but I now want to call them Central Florida just because about how mad they got. It's like, I want to poke the bear. Like, I didn't care before, but the fact that they were so passionate about it, it's like it's like calling Virginia Tech Vautech. They hate that. It's hilarious. It's like calling BYU Brigham Young, which everybody does. But, like, yeah, I don't care. And it's like, is that the full name, though? No. But You're missing the university. Anyway, I Same think... Same Central Florida. But I, anyway, that's a whole I, I think other. the vibes are going to be crazy fans. They, they give off those vibes. Which is much Very needed. Very cultish vibes. Yeah. Um, Texas A&M of Big 12 vibes. Um, but I, I was going to point out, R.J. Harvey actually... He went to UVA. That's why I knew the name. Uh, got kicked off the team um, for... There are reasons not on the internet that I figure are the reasons I will not say them on this podcast uh, um, because I don't know if it's true, but cool to see him be good. Apparently, like, his big thing, I remember him coming out of high school, is that he's like a – he wasn't super highly ranked as a football player, but was just such a good athlete, just so fast. Um, was, like, projected as, like, a kick returner, punt returner in the Bronco era. Um, so that's interesting that he's good. Uh, I think Gus Malzahn's a good coach. I think they've got a good quarterback. And as I've said, that combo works for me and my belief in you. So I think UCF has a very strong chance to be the best new Big 12 team, either them or BYU. So those are my thoughts on UCF. And I'm sure you will have some insight into the schedule. Yeah, they... Their non-conference consists of Kent State, Boise State, and Villanova. I expect them to win all those games. Boise State will be a well, – like, that's a decent game. But I also expect them yeah. to win. It's, it's in Boise. So that's that's that's, that's, that's the only reason why. If the Phillies if played in Orlando, then I would not think, I think twice. If they are – I think if we are – if they are who we think they might be, they win that game. Still. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't know though. I they, can see that going either way. They, I I feel like I I just don't know enough about UCF about Central Florida. <laughs> um, I, you know they they play on the road against Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, and Texas Tech. That's not fun. It's not fun, and. They, their home games, this is what – I think it's similar to Oklahoma State. I think they will win as far as the Big 12 goes. Well, okay, non-conference, they win all their games, 3-0. When it comes to in-conference, I think they win their games at home and lose their games on the road. They, they, they could beat Cincinnati. Yeah. That one's very winnable. But the other ones are a lot to ask. But honestly, I – 
I feel like I, I, I'm excited to see them week one. Then I'll get a much better yeah. feel. But this is these are preseason picks. I don't have that luxury. Yeah, so that's that. That's the fun of this. Yeah, exactly. So I think, I think UCF will win their games at home and lose their games on the road, which makes sense. I mean, yeah, they're gonna have to travel a little further. I don't know how well their fans travel. Yeah, it's a big school. There's a lot of students, so um, I assume their fan base is a lot bigger than we think it is, but. That they'll, they'll be competitive, and they're going to be a really good addition to the Big 12 I as far so as too. football goes. I think so as well. So, um, move on. Yeah, I do not believe in Iowa State. I don't know what to think of Iowa State. Well, here's my thing. You know how Matt Campbell was like the college coach that kept getting – associated with NFL jobs. Yeah. Why? Exactly. Like, remember that was a big thing with, like, David Shaw? Like, ooh, David Shaw would be a good fit in the NFL. Why? <laughs> like, like I'm not saying that, like, I think Matt Campbell's a bad coach. I think he's a decent coach, like a pretty good coach. But maybe, are we starting to think... Maybe we thought Matt Campbell was a really good coach because he had Brock Purdy and Brees Hall. Is that crossing our minds at this point? What, just two really relevant like you NFL just had, guys? You just happened, like, you know, I mean, not saying that, like, good coaches have good players. That's how this works. They make each other work. Yeah. But, like, I think to be sold on Matt Campbell as a coach, they're going to need to do stuff without the two of them. Yeah, and... I, I need to see more life post Brees Hall, post Brock Purdy. And maybe this year they rebound because they were so, like, um, you know, reliant on those two that last year was tough and then maybe they, like, get it together this year. That's certainly possible. I don't think they're bad, but I just don't think they're especially good. I Like, I'm in prove-it mode with Matt Camp. Very much agree. I'm not a big fan of the quarterback, Hunter Deckers. Oh. Not, not that – I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he's good. Yeah. Um, their defense is very solid. They led they led the Big 12 and fewest points allowed. Yeah. And the rush defense. But they also lost a lot of pieces. So they're going to be very Baylor-esque, I think, where it's uh, – I think it's a worse version of – Baylor, because I think it comes down to, like you say, the coaches. Yeah. Would you rather have Dave Aranda or Matt Campbell? I would. Uh, Dave Aranda pretty easily. I could name uh, – I'm not going to, but I could name several Big 12 coaches that I would definitively have for Matt Campbell today. And that's, and that's why I think Iowa State will not be very good yeah. is because – Matt, is Kalani Sataki a better coach than Matt Campbell? I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say yes, coach. But I'm also just going to say yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. I, th- I don't is think Scott, it's... Is Scott Frost um, a better coach than Matt Campbell? No. <laughs> I was I was hoping... Uh, I was, I was going to just list a bunch of coaches and just say yeah, yeah, and then just throw in a, a curveball. 
Scott Frost. But you just threw the curveball right away. So <laughs> I, anyway. I, I like getting to the chase. Yeah. Uh, but they don't have Xavier Hutchinson. He's gone. Yep. I, I do know that name very well. Um, he was good. He was good. And I think I, – I, I just don't trust Iowa State at all. Yeah. Um, and, and when I say that, uh-huh. it sounds very vague, but, it, yeah, it's coaching. It's yeah. coaching. I think Heacock – And talent. Yeah. Like, it, it like, like maybe the coaching looked good because they had more talent than we thought they did. Yeah. You know, you that know, happens. And Iowa State's going to be kind of like Iowa, I feel like. Their counterpart where... That is the most insulting thing you can say. I know it is. <laughs> um, where They play again this year. They, they, yeah. They, I think they play every year. Goodness. Uh, do not... That game will be 6-3. to three. That's what the final yeah, do score not, is. Do not allow me to watch that. I wonder what the over-under for that game will be. Like 10. <laughs> um... But I, I don't think Iowa State will struggle like Iowa did last no, year. No. But it's just going to be like, man, they can't get points, but our defense is is being able to hold. Yeah. But I don't know if the defense can hold because they lost, I think, their four best pass rushers. Yeah. According to the Athlon. So, yeah. based, based on that alone, that, that, it's, just, it's just hard. It's just hard. And every team's going to have – Roller coaster, like roller coaster, like ups and downs. For some reason, Iowa State got to go to a New Year's Six bowl game against Clemson a couple of years ago. I mean, they were good. It was Brock Purdy and Brees Hall, but they were like nine and three. Oh, that that wasn't a um, New Year's Six against Clemson. Yeah, because that wasn't a very good Clemson team. It was DJU. That was like the Cheese It Bowl. Yeah, isn't that? Oh, it's on New Year's Day though, right? Oh, I thought you meant like a New Year's Six. Oh, I thought I thought it was like the Orange Bowl or something, or the Cotton. Bowl. Let me confirm this real quick. No, I think it's the Cheese Bowl. It's one of those, you know, two nine-win teams, two eight-win teams play type thing. <laughs> it was the Cheese It Bowl on December 29th, so I'm tripping. Anyway, but yeah, but, but yeah, like they were they were a nine. Like I don't think they're they're not a nine three team. Yeah, which is your point. Which uh, that, I, that was a nine. I think I think they're like a three and nine team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so all right, let's move on. Uh, Houston B- or it's BYU. Yeah, I was just, just gonna I was just gonna skip BYU. Well, no, I was just kidding. But <laughs> um, wait, I want to blame you. Uh, <laughs> No, this is why I think BYU will be between five and seven wins. Yeah. I don't know. I think the first two games are wins. After that, I have an idea of the games should that we, win. Should, do you just want to go through these games and we'll just we'll just say whether it's a win or loss just real quick? Sam Houston. Win. Southern Utah. Win. Arkansas. Loss. Kansas. Loss. Cincinnati. Win. TCU. Loss. Texas Tech. Loss. Texas. Loss. West Virginia. Win. Iowa State. Win. Oklahoma. Win. Oklahoma State. Loss. Six and Does six. Does that put them at six and six? That sounds about right. That sounds like it when I say that, I'm like, ah. Like I think they're they could be a seven to eight win team, but then like you have to factor in the games they actually play. Um, and it's hard, and it's adjustment, and I think, 
I think they could go six and six this year, and that will feel way better than last year. Way better. Oh, totally. Especially last it, year was so lame. If it's exactly how you said it was yeah. just now, that's fine. And you get your sixth win at home against Oklahoma. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's Stat. a very successful season. I yeah, they will be five to seven. It's possible they're below five. And it's, I mean, it is possible they're above seven. Would you be surprised if they missed a bowl? I, yeah, would, I think I would be. I would be surprised. I think Just, I think the chances of them being six or seven are are greater than five. Yeah, I I, I mean, agree. I mean, technically, yeah, but you know what I mean, though, like. I think the defense will yeah. be just much improved. Yes. Not not I still talent don't think wise. It'll be great, but like I think it'll be better. It'll be competent. They've got physical like a BYU defense should be aggressive and physical. And I think they will bring that because I like having Jay Hill as the as the like the Utah Kyle Whittingham like disciple. Like, I think yeah. that just puts them – like, because I've always watched Utah's defense and gone, why can't BYU do that? Seriously. And I think they will start to do that. I'm not saying to the degree of Utah, but I think they'll have a pretty good defense. But compared to last year, it was just bad. Yeah, it will be better than uh, last year dramatically. It was, it was not as aggressive. It was very – the other team, the time of possession – was just the other team was just because they, draining the clock because it was they minimized big plays but like was I almost think that if I were that def, if I were BYU I would want to give up more big plays so yeah weirdly yeah, you know what I mean yeah exactly yeah it's if you're not gonna stop them let them score right away exactly you know? like <laughs> then then waste six minutes it was it was score, deflating so. yeah it was very deflating and Jay Hill. Um, very much has said, no, we will be aggressive. So, yep. um, and I think Keaton Slovis will be a fun and interesting mix. Uh, he will win the Heisman, and we will all I, be happy here in Provo. I, I think he will be. I think he will be like overall net positive, like good, not as good as Jaron Hall and Zach Wilson, but I think he will be good. And I think he will sometimes be fantastic and sometimes, like, drive us insane. That's sort of what I I, I guess yeah. we'll, we'll feel about him. Anyway, anything yeah. else you... Oh, I could go on. We but, could go on forever. But, but, we'll move, but we'll move on. We'll kind of wrap up. We can just kind of breeze through these last three. Yeah, these three... I'm, I don't have a ton to say about Cincinnati... Scott Satterfield, new coach. Yeah. Um, and you know why he's their new coach? Because he was going to get fired by Louisville in like a year if yeah. he didn't take this job. So, like, that's not a super – he was Appalachian State's coach like a couple years ago. But, like, I'm not sure if being successful at Appalachian State means you're a good coach because you tend to just be like – Appalachian State just tends to be good. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I don't know. I don't believe in them – Long term, but more importantly, and directed towards this conversation, I definitely don't believe in them in the short term. Yeah, I think they're a five and seven team this year. I think they're they could be worse. They could be worse, but I they're 
it's kind of, it's very there's, I think there's a common theme here they have Oklahoma and Baylor at home but then they have UCF and Kansas at home I think they those those two are winnable games then they play Houston and West Virginia on the road I think the month of November uh-huh. they have a chance to go for it now yeah will it happen probably not but I think it is important to to set standards. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to reach those standards. Uh-huh. So that's kind of my... Yeah. Um, my two cents. Yeah, I... Sorry, we're, we're currently watching... Uh, is that Shade and Sharp? We're watching someone dunk on my guy, Jay Huff, right now. Yeah, Summer Which League. Which is unfortunate. Summer League Blazers and Rockets. I think that's Shade and Sharp. Um, yeah. Anyway, Cincinnati, Houston doesn't really, like, especially without Hudson Card, I think this is just going to be sort of a down year for them. Like, I don't love Houston this year. Um, I don't think they're going to be bad. Houston's never really bad. But, like, I I don't – they're going to be the bottom of that conference. And then West Virginia, I think they're going to be the worst team in the conference. I think they're going to be bad. I think their coach is going to be shown the door. Um, I don't don't really – I don't believe in them at all. West Virginia plays Penn State and Pitt. They won't win. To play play those two in a Big 12 schedule is hard. Houston plays – their first game is against um, UTSA, which That's, they might lose that. Yeah, which they very well could lose that. And I like, actually think they will. I, I do I'm going to go with that. UTSA is a program that's slowly on the rise. Yeah, they've been very good these past few years, um, and I think Houston in like four years could be very very good. Yeah, but. We're not there. It's not four years Agreed. from now. Yeah. Um, West Virginia, I think take West Virginia home. will like, yeah, take me home, baby. Um, I feel like West Virginia is going to be one of those teams where they basically just get manhandled by most people, and then they're going to play like TCU or Oklahoma or Baylor and like weirdly be competitive. I and West, always, and yeah. West Virginia fans are like, why can't we play like that every game? Yeah, I could if see not, that. If not win one of those games? I, I, could, I could also see them barely losing to everybody, whether it's a terrible team or Texas. That also is out. I just think they're going to do weird things, but, like, overall be bad. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna, <laughs> they're it's, just going to overall, like, they, they could, I think they will be inconsistent or or show life. But never actually win games. Yeah, which is going to be very frustrating. Which is not what you want. <laughs> it's it's going to be a very frustrating year for West Virginia fans. It's better to win games than to lose them. Really? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but we should debate that next on TNT <laughs> talks talk college sports. Anyway, are are we at the time of going from our power rankings bottom to top? Yeah, let me get the. Take your seats as I get the Sharpies and loose-leaf paper. And as Tyler does that, I'm going to commentate this uh, Summer League game. Um, 
I don't know who any of these guys are. Jay I know Jay Hoff is. Uh, I, I know who these people are. I just on the, while they're on the court, I don't know who they are. Besides seventeen being Shane Sharp, looks like Chris Murray. This is a good game for summer league because they've got both teams have a lot of good young players. Speaking of Iowa and scoring, Chris Murray, man, yeah, facts. They the football team could use Chris Murray. Yeah, and the basketball team could use Iowa's defense or their football defense. That's it's funny how that works. Yeah. Unless you're Virginia, then you just don't score in anything. Yeah. <laughs> Except baseball. I'm just kidding, but uh, in the Tony Elliott era, uh, who cares? I was just stalling. Um, stalling you were. Yeah. All right. Um, I, it's tricky because I have to remember like the things I have, had just said Yeah. about them, you know? So I tried not to like give too many specifics, you know? Well, it's too bad. This is what, because this is more or less. This is less like looking at the schedule, more gut. All right, fair for me. Okay, um, I can start with fourteen if you'd like me to. Go for it, West Virginia. I will go Iowa State. You really don't like Iowa State. It's Wendy Yannis. Bianis. Um, 13, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. 13, I will go West Virginia. 12, I'm going to go Iowa State. 12, I'm going to go Houston. 11, I'm going to go Houston. <laughs> and at 11, I will go Cincinnati. Okay, so I thought that, like, I think the bottom four are pretty clear. Yeah. I think they're pretty clear. Which is which is kind of – which kind of makes me, like, the Big 12 media came out with BYU as 11. And I'm like, man, are we really part of that bottom tier? They aren't. Um, but I don't think they're far above it. No, we are – there's a middle tier, and we're at yeah. the bottom of that middle tier, which we'll get to. A- anyway, um, 10? I'll let you go. 10 – I'll go UCF. Okay. 10, I'm going to Oklahoma. Brent Venables getting fired. Wow. I knew you weren't going to like that. I, I don't like that at all. <laughs> no, I like that you don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. I, I think it's fun to have this ongoing Dylan. It's not even about Dylan Gabriel for me. It's just about, I think, the defense. It's un, I will just never believe, like, oh, Oklahoma's defense this year will be good. And I don't know if Dylan Gabriel's good enough to overcome that. Dude, we just lost a bunch of listeners. Norman, hope you know that. Uh, nine. You said ten. You put Oklahoma ten. That is. <laughs> I, I don't know how much I believe it. I, I, I like no, no. Like you said, I, I, I do don't like believe it. in them. So I, so I wanted to be dramatic. About it. Oh, I like that. No. Uh, I will go. I'm going to go BYU. 
at nine. Um, I'm going UCF. All right, this is where things get a little interesting. Uh, just say eight because I know who it's going to be. Uh, BYU. Yeah. Um, I want to go Oklahoma State number eight. Nope, nope. I won't. I will not. I will not. I. I, I want to. I will not. Ah, uh, Baylor. Seven. I'm going TCU. Seven, I want to go. I want to go Kansas, number seven. Six, I'm going to go Oklahoma State. Six, six, my six will also be Oklahoma State. My five is going to be Baylor. My five is going to be Texas Tech. My four is going to be Texas Tech. I'm going to go TCU at four. I'm going to go uh, Kansas State at three. I'm going to go Texas at three. All right, so who do you have in your Big 12 championship? My Big 12 championship consists of Kansas State and Oklahoma. My Big 12 championship game consists of Texas and Kansas. Which I, I could very much see. That'd be fun. I could very much see. I'm just not a Kansas believer at all. Yeah. Nor am I a Kansas State believer. Who's winning the Big 12? That's who you put at number 10. I'm riding Dylan Gabriel, man. Oklahoma. So you have Oklahoma over Kansas State. I have Texas over Kansas. I still think um, – I think it's a very ugly season for Oklahoma. A lot of frustration, but winning – Here's all. Sort of like, sort of like a couple years ago. Yeah, I think Venables, Venables. Yeah, I actually think he'll he'll lose his job still. I think that winning I, the Big Twelve. Yeah, it's because I think they. I think with that they have a chance at the playoff. I don't, I don't think it will happen. Uh-huh. Uh, but they'll either be in the New Year Six. If you win the Big 12, you're going to be in New Year's Six or in the playoffs. That's just how it works. Yeah. And they will get annihilated. And it's going to be just very disappointing. I mean, we see this in the NBA, not so much in college, but you can do very well and still lose your job. Yeah. I think it's going to be a much-needed change. I struggled. That's a hot take. I don't know if they win it. That's a really hard precedent to set. 
it's, hey, in year two here, if you win the Big 12 championship, we will fire <laughs> Wait, let me put it this way. I think he's going he, to get he won't, fired because he, he's bad. He won't be there. He won't be like there. Like the Magic Johnson, I ain't going to be here. Like, yeah, like <laughs> whether it's some kind of allegation, whether it's he gets like a, a new like job. A, like a, we know he's not bad enough. We know he's not bad enough, so we need to come up with an allegation. I, 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 I need to fire him I, going into the SEC. That, that, I, because that, been there, like, because he wasn't bad enough, they're like, he isn't, he wasn't bad enough, but we don't believe in him. Yes. So therefore. That, that's, that's literally how I feel. Oh, but he's like, a, he's an Oklahoma guy. Sorry. I don't see him leaving. Sorry, I didn't make the rules. I but I, look, I, I said it, okay? I'm doubling down, all right? Okay. That, I don't care what you say. Oh, the Big 12 champion coach getting fired. Yes, it's he's the Dwayne Casey of the Big 12. He, look, he might win coach of the year and then just get, then just get <laughs> fired. So, oh, yeah. No, I anyway. – okay, may, yeah, it might be a little, little too much to say that he gets fired, but if I he, think if – he, if he, I don't think it's too much to say he gets fired. I think it's too much no, to say no, no. he gets fired winning the Big 12. Yeah. No, but I think they just – post-Big 12, post-Big 12, they're going to get crushed. So whether that comes right after yeah. the bowl, like the bowl game or whatever that is or the first year in the SEC. Okay. He's going to give them just enough hope gotcha. to think that they're legit. Huh? But it's going to be a fun year in the Big 12, and I'm excited. Yeah, Big 12 is going to be fun. Yeah, I, that was way more fun than I love talking about Stanford and Washington State. I just don't care. Even like West Virginia, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Houston, those are like a clear bottom four tier. They're just more interesting to talk about. Um, and I think they're better than the bottom tier Pac-12 teams. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. West Virginia is 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 beating Colorado. Yeah, Stanford. exactly. So Anyway, well, what's next week? ACC? I, I, was, want, I want Big I was, 10 SEC to be I was thinking maybe we should go by time zones because that's what we've been doing, but backwards. So we did Pac-12. Fair enough, so Big Ten. Yeah, I guess Big Ten would be next. Um, with Should we? I'm trying to figure out. I feel like we should end with SEC. Yeah. Yeah, so So we did Big Ten. Let's do Big Ten, ACC. I've got, I mean, I'm an ACC guy. Like, I don't don't really want to talk about the ACC. We will, because we're, you know, that's what we do. But I don't really want to. I can't wait to analyze Boston College and I'll, and, and Georgia Tech. I don't yeah. know about you. All right, Big Ten will be fun. All right, we'll, we'll do Big Ten next week. But everyone else, stay tuned. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe. We got Oklahoma and Texas winning it all. Uh-huh. We are very original. But everything else about our list is not original. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. Um, thanks again for listening. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. This has been BNT Talk College Sports. If you haven't already, please follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you may be listening. Thanks again, and until next time.